RVFTA's Campground of the Week is sponsored by Jayco. To view their complete line of RVs, visit jayco.com. And by Progressive Insurance. Get an RV policy quote by calling 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visiting progressive.com slash RV. And by Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. To find a campground near you, visit campjellystone.com. America the Beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner. And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds. Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent. On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel. Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors. From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Our guest correspondent is Shelly Bailey Shaw. Shelly is the editor of KidTripster.com, an online family travel resource that provides information and inspiration to families traveling with kids anywhere in the world. She worked as a television reporter for more than 20 years before founding KidTripster as a way of combining her passions for journalism and family travel. She's the mom of two sons, ages 15 and 18, living in Portland, Oregon. The family started RVing in two 2007 in a rental and eventually bought their own rig a few years later. These days, they and the family dog travel the country in a 38-foot Class A Numar Vantana. They've crisscrossed the country multiple times and as of this summer will have visited 44 national parks. Welcome to the show, Shelly. You've got some stats. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. Oh, we're so glad to have you on for the first time at Campground of the Week. You've got such a great website full of resources over there at kidtripster.com, and you definitely have your RV road cred, too. You've got some good trips under your belt, and we always love speaking to people that have those older kids that have kind of been through the whole story, you know, and can... Shelly's been RVing longer than we have. She definitely has. I'm just crunching (laughs) the numbers here. My youngest was five years old when we started, and he's now a freshman in high school school. So I have spent many an hour on the road. All right. Now, Shelly's going to be taking us to the St. Mary East Glacier KOA, and then we're going to talk about Glacier National Park in general after that. But before we dive in, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. Yogi Bear's Jellystone Parks have everything your family needs to make long-lasting camping memories, and we sure just made some long-lasting camping memories at our last trips to visit some Yogi Bear Jellystone Parks out there in Texas. So much fun. You can listen to those reviews on Camp Ground of the week. You can enjoy a cabin, tent camping. You get RV sites. No matter how you want to stay, they have first-rate accommodations, amenities, and activities. And they also have water zones and mini golf and wagon rides and tons of fun with Yogi Bear and friends. With over 80 locations in the United States and Canada, you can have a quality camping experience that is close to home. Visit CampJellyStone.com to find a park near you. 
All right, great. Shelly, get us situated geographically for those that don't know the great state of Montana that well. Where is the St. Mary East Glacier KOA located? To understand the location of this particular campground, you really need to understand a bit about the location of Glacier National Park, because after all, that is the reason you're going, right? So Glacier is a vast park. It's located in the northwestern corner of Montana at the Canadian border. Um, It's roughly the size of the state of Rhode Island, um, but it's incredibly mountainous with very few roads. In fact, the only road that crosses the park is that famed going to the sun road. Um, But as we're going to talk about it in a little bit, I'd strongly advise that you do not drive this road in any size RV or trailer. Um, And unless you have a week or more to explore, you really need to come to terms with the fact that you're not going to be able to see every corner of Glacier National Park. Um, So you have to choose. You have to choose a side, east or west. And there's this very healthy competition between the park employees on the east side versus those on the west as to which area is most spectacular. Um, But the truth is they both are. Unlike other national parks I've been to that had those, you know, specific must-see features, all of Glacier is eye candy. The west side is near the town of Whitefish, which you probably have heard of. Super cute town. You know, it's a ski town during the winter. But we chose to be on the east side because my son wanted to hike to a glacier. And the most accessible glacier is Grinnell. And that's on the east side. And we have absolutely no regrets about going to this side of the park. And that is the side where you're going to find St. Mary East Glacier KOA. Um, It's in the town of St. Mary. And it's just a short drive from the St. Mary visitor center. But I do have to tell you something about driving around here. Many roads have a 21-foot length restriction. Some, notably Highway 49 north of the town of East Glacier Park, are not signed until it's too late to turn around a big rig. You don't want to know how I know that. Um, but uh, I was going to no. say, that new mar is pretty big, Shelly. No, no, oh, we, no man, we, oh, man. we do want to know. <laughs> you know what? We took that road and then passed the sign And we're like, oh, my gosh, this is not going to be good. There was no place to turn around, so we just had to do it. And it was like one blind corner after another. At this point in time, my my husband was actually um, behind the wheel, even though we do share driving duties. And it, it I mean, I was sweating and I wasn't even driving. So <laughs> now we're don't gonna, do what we did. We're going to be linking in the show notes to an article uh, that you did on Kid Tripster. Do you give us all the details of this story there? Maybe some photos of the stress? <laughs> of the sweat. <laughs> I've actually tried to erase it from my memory, if you want to know the truth. But, you know, I... It just brings up a good point. If you're driving a big rig, don't rely on those mapping apps. Instead, you're going to want to consult, you know, an RV-specific road atlas. Save yourself the grief. All right. Good advice, especially when traveling to these very – I mean, yes, tourists visit – you know, Glacier National Park all the time, but it is a wild, really natural place. So we have to kind of do our planning ahead of time. All right. So the St. Mary East Glacier KOA is obviously a KOA, one of 500, about 500 in their system now, but KOAs can be so different from location to location. So let's get a little bit specific there. What is the size of this KOA? 
Well, it's a very, it's a large KOA. It's laid out kind of like your typical um, KOA. You're going to find RV sites with full hookups, tent sites with or without water and electricity, and also cabins that sleep anywhere from four to 11 people. Now, these cabins are really popular and are often booked by families who are, you know, getting together for like a family reunion. So they're pretty, pretty in demand. All right, so you got to make sure you're booking them well in advance, which I suppose is the case for really almost well, I every think too, site. If you here. want a private campground, full hookups, all that stuff up near Glacier, you probably don't have too too many options because it's such a, a short season. So tell us about the physical appearance of this campground, and I'm kind of picturing beautiful mountains all around. Well, while this campground is your typical KOA, the location isn't typical. It's spectacular. From your campsite, you're going to you're going to view these snow-capped mountain peaks, um, some of which are over 8,000 feet tall. The campground also sits on the lower St. Mary Lake and River, and in fact, a few of the tent sites are actually riverfront. Um, something to know though, the winds are they really pick up uh, nearly every afternoon around 3 o'clock. So if you're out exploring the park, be sure to leave your awning in while you're gone. Um, and also, if you decide to do any of the water sports in, at this campground, you want to do them in the morning when the current isn't as strong. Ooh, very good tips. All right, Always now. good awning <laughs> tips, man. Uh, getting a broken awning in the middle of a trip is not the pleasant. Worst. Now, no. it's really important to know to bring in your awning, and it's also important for people to know how much they're going to spend when they stay here. I'm assuming this is a really huge tourist attraction in the summers. Is it going to cost us a lot to stay here? You know what? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this yeah. campground isn't cheap, um, but frankly, nothing in this area really is. So RV hookup sites, full hookups, either 30 or 50 amps, it's going to run anywhere from 58 to $65 a night. Um, the cabins start around $90 and go up per night, and tent sites are around $39. And as you alluded to, you absolutely need to book in advance. So starting July 1st, this campground will take reservations for the following year. However, if you're looking to snag one of those coveted uh, cabins, here's some insider info. They start a wait list in the spring for the following summer. And the day before the online reservations open, they actually start working down that list. So if you want a cabin, um, you actually need to be thinking about it the spring before. Um, one more thing to note, it's a short camping season. So this KOA is open from May 15th through September 30th. In fact, Glacier itself has one of the shortest visitor windows of any of the national parks, and it's all dictated by weather. So, you know, in general, most visitor facilities are only open from late May through early October. However, that timeline can get pushed. Um, so we visited in early July, and that going to the Sun Road had only fully been open for one week because of snow. So I'd, I'd recommend going in mid-July. It's peak waterfall season. So all the falls are like, you know, really gushing with snow melt. Later in the season, they're far less impressive if visible at all. And the wildflowers during mid-July are really stunning, even though we were told that there are so many species of wildflowers at Glacier that something's, you know, always in bloom. Um, but I think summer is the time to visit Glacier. Shelley, I have to say those prices don't sound that crazy at all to this New Jersey boy. And oh, also... Well, 
true. And also, it's a, like you said, it's such a, such a short season that I, they are going to have to charge a decent price. They have a very short amount of time to make money. So let's dive in and talk about site details. What are the actual RV sites like? Well, I'd actually re- um, recommend the larger sites that are farthest from the camp store for privacy. That's where we set up and, you know, they were really roomy. You weren't really close to your neighbor. However, they're a hike. So if you have a family with younger kids like you guys do, you may want to be in those sites that are closer to the pool in the camp store. And they're kind of, you know, lined up neighbor to neighbor like you would um, anticipate at a, at a KOA. All right. That's really great advice. And as always, I will put in a, um, a camp a campground map into the show notes at rvfta.com so people can kind of get an idea of exactly the sites that Shelly was just talking about. Now, you just mentioned the pool. You mentioned the camp store. What other kind of amenities are we going to have if we stay here? Well, it actually is a really good size pool. Um, Your kids are going to be happy with that. There's a hot tub. There's a splash pad. um, There's a 24-hour laundromat. And there's actually quite a few um, on-site food options. So this KOA offers a daily hot breakfast. Um, They pack a hiker's lunch that you can order in advance. They do a nightly barbecue dinner or they even deliver fresh-made pizza to your campsite, which was kind of something new for us. We hadn't had that before. Um, but I think the best option by far is the espresso and ice cream bar that they have here with what? local. Yes. I, so you like pick up your latte on, the, on your way to go hiking in the morning. Um, and then when you come back, you have this local Montana-made Wilcoxon ice cream, which was delish. I'm picturing hiking in the park and coming back to the hot tub and having a pizza delivered right <laughs> to me it. in the hot yeah. tub, which is completely disgusting. And but. see, this is the thing is we do, we, everybody says, oh, you got to stay in the national park to visit. But this is the thing is I'm really attracted to the idea of exploring a national park all day and then having pizza delivered to me at my campsite at night. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to try to be tougher than I am. That sounds no. fabulous. That's, that's fine. And no one has to know. <laughs> I won't, I won't post that on social media when I go, Shelly. <laughs> there's no, there's no shame in no. there, Nine miles in Glacier. I'm such a warrior. You know, no one needs to know about the hot tub afterwards. There's uh. no shame in my private campground game. I, I, I'll, I'll take the hot tub. Now I, this, I'm very curious about Wi-Fi cell phone service. Yeah. Does it exist? <laughs> You know what? This is, I know you guys uh, have that, you know, nobody's perfect section. Well, this is where I would put that. Um, Because of the rural location, Wi-Fi is extremely slow here and only obtainable sitting outside the camp store. And sometimes that doesn't even work. Um, The only cell phone service provider in this area is Verizon. So really plan to be unplugged for a few days, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Not at all. As long as I have a hot tub and pizza delivery, I'm good with being (laughs) unplugged. Now, in your notes that you sent us ahead of time, you mentioned that there's pet sitting and boarding available at this campground, which is on point big time. Yes. You know, this KOA offered the pet sitting, which was vitally important to our family. And it was actually the primary reason why we chose this campground. Um, As you know, dogs aren't allowed in the national park, which creates a real conundrum. If you can't drive your RV through the park, but you still want to enjoy a day of sightseeing or hiking, you know, who's going to let out the dog? So at St. Mary East Glacier KOA, a staff member will take out Fido, um, or in our case, Java, um, on two short walks while you're gone for $20 a day, which I think is really reasonable. 
that is a bargain for you to be able to, with peace of mind, know that your dog is taken care of and you can truly enjoy, you know, a bucket list experience in Glacier. Uh, such a great service. And I really think it's time that we see it at more campgrounds. Yep, we'd love it. Totally agree. All right. So what other, I'm assuming that they don't have tons of organized activities because everybody's off exploring the park, but am I wrong on that? Um, not so many organized activities, but there are, there is other recreation. So they have, you know, bocce ball and horseshoes. They also have kayak and stand up paddleboard rentals, which are pretty cool. Um, but again, if you are going to plan on kayaking or paddleboarding, um, do it earlier in the day because of the wind. Also, they have what I, they call a beach area. And if you could see me, I'm putting beach in air quotes, um, because it's extremely small and the lake, you, you need to remember, this is a glacier fed lake. So it's really co- uh, really cold. Um, so I, I took out the kayak and had a really nice paddle down, um, one of the little side streams that runs along the campground. And I'd highly recommend that. Are there some sites that look over the water or right by the water there? Tent sites. There's there's just a handful of tent sites that are riverside, um, but the other sites, the water is actually obscured by the trees. Oh, those tenters, they always get all the best views, but they I earn know. them. They earn them through roughing it. So, <laughs> all right. So, Shelly, thank you so much for telling us all about this campground. Do we want to wrap it up with any just last minute insider tips, having stayed there with your family? What should people know before they go? Well, one thing, if you're like us and you don't tow a vehicle and you want to stay parked, what's nice about this campground is it's actually on the route where you can be picked up by the Red Bus Tour and Sun Tours, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But it gives you a way to explore the park um, with, you know, without having to keep moving the RV. So that's one thing that I really like about this KOA. All right. We're going to come back and we know that Shelly has some awesome highlights from Glacier National Park and some really good tips for all of us. But first we have a sponsored message from our friends at Jayco. Fun and family. It's what Jayco has been focused on for generations from the first camping trailer that rolled off the production line on founder Lloyd Bontrager's farm in 1968 to today when Jayco is building everything from camping trailers to motorhomes. With a blend of old world Amish craftsmanship and innovative technology, Jayco builds more value into their RVs than any other manufacturer in the industry with more standard features and the best two-year limited warranty offered. Visit Jayco's website at jayco.com or your closest Jayco dealer for more information. Jayco, generations of family fun. All right, Shelly, you've got an urgent warning for us about why we need to get to Glacier soon. Absolutely. You know, up until we visited northern Montana, Zion in Utah had been my favorite national park. And it's still near the top, but there's something really extraordinary about Glacier. And I think there's some urgency. This park in 1850 had an estimated 150 glaciers. Today, there are fewer than 30 and by 2030, scientists predict that those two will all disappear. So I think there's like no time like the present. You got to get to Glacier. Well, right before our kids were born um, and we had bought some books about Glacier. Wait, we're, that's where we're we were going. Planning our big Glacier trip. And then, and we, then twin babies came along. And we had twin babies. <laughs> so, so, but, but it's good to hear that because while we know that, that encouragement to put it, you know, it's on everybody's bucket list, right? But the point is it should be at the top. It should. Now, um, what else do you love about this park? I mean, apparently this is your favorite, right? 
It is. So we talked a little bit about that um, famed going to the sun road. So I think we should we should spend some time on that road. Um, again, it's the only road that crisscrosses the park east to west. But vehicles or vehicle combinations like a truck plus a trailer or an RV and a towed car, they can't be longer than 21 feet or wider than eight feet between avalanche campground and rising sun picnic area. So in, in vehicles over 10 feet will actually have trouble driving west on certain parts of this road because of these overhangs. Um, but even if you're not driving a behemoth camper, you may still want to skip driving at all. It's seriously a nail biter. There are blind curves, there are these unforgiving cliffs, and it's safe to say that whoever's the unlucky soul that's behind the wheel isn't going to enjoy the views. And it's a long drive. You know, if you're going to go from one end of the park to the other, it's 50 miles and it'll take nearly three hours, and that's without stopping. So, given all that, how do you enjoy this road without driving it? Um, there's a free going to the uh, Sun Road Shuttle that stops at many points of interest. However, because so many people visit during such a short window during the summer, that shuttle is often packed. Um, there's also a fee-based uh, hiker shuttle, but you have to make reservations for that in advance. The third option would be booking a half-day or a full-day tour with one of two companies. Um, Sun Tours is operated by the Blackfeet and introduces visitors to glaciers uh, through the eyes of the tribe. And these tours are travel on a like a 25-passenger minibus. But we chose, and what the one I recommend to do, is the the historic red buses. Um, I think half of the fun of this tour is actually riding in these iconic open top red buses, which are really more like, you know, elongated station wagons. You've probably seen pictures of these. Um, they seat about 17 passengers. They're driven by the guide. He's called a jammer or she's called a jammer. Um, and I would have liked to take the full day tour, but I also know the attention span of my teenagers. So we took the half day tour, which is really only two and a half hours, but it fit our needs. It was a great tour. Um, and I think it is the way to do the going to the sun road. Um, if you have little kids like yours, you might actually want to participate in the Junior Jammer program. It's kind of like the Junior Ranger program with the National Park System, but you do it along the way. You get a little booklet, you answer questions, you earn a badge. Um, and if you decide to ignore all my advice and drive the going to the, run, the Sun Road anyway, um, make sure you download the free audio tour app from the National Park Service, and that'll give you some information as you uh, drive along. Shelly, I'm not going to ignore your advice nope. personally because I drove my truck to the top of Mount Washington. And I I mean, I like to brag about the fact that I did that, but I can't say like I enjoyed the views or anything. And I don't know that it needs to be a bragging point for me to say that I drove going to the Sun Road. I would yeah. rather take one of those tours. I have to say that you driving that, I think it was more stressful for me because I was on the passenger side and I felt like I was about to fall off the edge of that road the whole oh, yeah. time. And that, I don't want to experience that again, but I love the look of those station wagons. I want to be in one. <laughs> yeah, and two, two and a half hours sounds perfect for our, yes. our family, too. I couldn't see doing longer with our boys. Now, of course, hiking is a huge thing in Glacier National Park, and a lot of people really struggle to kind of pick just, you know, a few to do while they're there. Do you have any recommendations for us? Absolutely. Now, you know, no matter how spectacular you may think the scenery is along the going to the sun road, I'm here to tell you that it gets measurably better the deeper that you delve into the park. And it's the kind of place where 
every turn in the trail reveals like this vista that's even better than the one that you just spent five minutes photographing. It's actually kind of annoying when you're a photographer, you go around the corner, you're like, oh my gosh, this is even better. So um, the hike that I would recommend is the trail to Grinnell Glacier. And you got to kind of stick with me on how you're going to do this. The trailhead begins near Many Glacier Hotel, and the hike is about seven and a half miles round trip. However, you can shave three and a half miles off of it by taking these two shuttle boats with Glacier Park Boat Company. So you board the first boat at the hotel, you do the short crossing across Swift Current Lake, you disembark, and then you have this like really easy walk to the shore of a second lake, which is called Lake Josephine. And then uh, 12 minutes later, you find yourself on the opposite shore. And this is where you have choices. If you have younger kids, you can opt for like the short guided or self-guided hike around in this area. Or if you're like us and you have these ambitious teenagers, you can jump up onto the trail that goes to um, Grinnell Glacier. And it's, you know, I would describe it as a moderately strenuous climb. Of course, my kids, they were, you know, 10 minutes ahead of me and I was huffing and puffing. Um, it does have an elevation gain of like 1,840 feet. Um, and we did hit a little bit of a snag. I have to say we could get to the point where you could see like the stunning turquoise waters of Grinnell Lake. And then we actually could see three glaciers, um, Grinnell, Salamander, and Gem in the distance. But the rangers had actually closed the last section of the trail because of snow conditions. There were some what I would call unwise hikers who sort of ignored that closure and they kept going. But with kids, I'm always going to err on the side of caution. Um, but regardless, even though we didn't actually set foot on Grinnell Glacier, this hike is breathtaking. The wildflowers are exploding alongside the trail. Um, it's, it's well worth the effort. And then when you come back, you can either take the shuttle back or you can opt to um, do an easy two-mile hike back to the Glacier, Mini Glacier Hotel. Um, I do want to mention, though, you know, grizzly bears are, like, serious. It's like no joke in Glacier. So if you're going to be hiking be prepared. You want to have bear spray with you. You can buy it in the park for like 40 or 50 bucks. I'd actually remind, uh, recommend buying, buying it online or in an outdoor store before you arrive. You can get a lot cheaper. And also tie a little bell to your backpack. That lets the bears know that you're coming and gives them time to exit the area because, you know, they don't want to have contact with you either. Um, but I think this is, you know, the quintessential glacier hike, especially if you want to actually see a glacier. Shelly, I have three large noise machines that I bring with me <laughs> everywhere I go. And I would I would take every precaution by the book that you're supposed to take. But I am a little I, I'm very relieved to hear that the bears are they don't like noise because we bring noise. Yeah, our kids got plenty of that. OK, I mean, we'll have three cast iron pans on the trail that yeah. we're banging. They got they got noise and speeds. You know, and, it, and they really do, if, especially if you decide to hike back this trail. The grizzly bears are along um, the side of it, like lunching on huckleberries that grow in this area. So um, it's, a, it's a real deal. And as much as I kind of want to see a bear, I want to see a bear from a distance, right? So um, I, you know, we didn't see any, but uh, it's better always safe than sorry. 
All right, Shelly. Well, I know that you have lots more information about your adventures in Glacier National Park on your website at kidtripster.com. And we are going to link to that in the show notes for this episode so everybody can find you. But where else should everybody go to find you? Well, we're on social media everywhere. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, um, and it's at kidtripster. All right. Well, I hope everybody goes over there and follows you to see more of your adventures. And again, a reminder, we'll be linking to an article from your website in the show notes as well that will have some uh, extra information. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Campground of the Week. We come at you with new episodes every single Wednesday. And then we also have new episodes of our other podcast, RV Family Travel Atlas, released every Thursday. And a big thanks to our sponsors, Jellystone Camp Resorts and Jayco Head on over to campjellystone.com to find a park near you and you can check out the new lineup 2019s are rolling out already over at jco.com yeah and if you enjoyed this podcast we sure would appreciate an itunes review Pretty, 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 please. And slow clap for Shelly for her Campground of the Week debut. Can you hear the slow clap, Shelly? Shelly, thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right. We'll look forward to talking to you again. See you at the campground. <laughs>